Hey, girlfriends. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the ambitious, the bodacious, the next level women in the making. This is the hottest place for let's be real conversation, inspo humor, and juicy gems of wisdom for you to step up, step out, and make some next level moves in your life, relationships, and beyond. Now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit on back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back. Welcome to season three of Staying Inspired. I am so excited. Not only is this the first episode of Staying Inspired for season three with your host and hype woman, Amanda Goa, but Yes, that's right. You read the description correctly. It's my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yep, it's my birthday. That's right. So get ready to pop some confetti and raise your glasses. Because it's my birthday and we're going to have a little birthday party celebration. I want to start off by just thanking you all for tuning into another episode, another season of Staying Inspired. Super grateful to have all of you. And um, I am coming to you live off of just getting over in uh, laryngitis. So yeah, that's been interesting in itself. Zero out of 10. Do not recommend for anybody to get laryngitis. And I think I had COVID. Funny thing about COVID, I don't... Um, I, I really, I, I don't know. At this point, I kind of just test just for curiosity, not for like, I, I treat it as just like, okay, it's the cold of 2024 now. Like this is our new reality. You know, it's either COVID or the flu and COVID is essentially derives. It's the common cold. Um, but you know, I, uh, for some reason, I don't ever test positive for COVID. I don't, it's weird. Um, back when COVID was, you know, rampant, when we, you know, had the, were in the thick of the pandemic, uh, my whole house had it and I was taking care of everybody. And I was like, well, fuck it. Like, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. I'm not going to wear a mask around. I'm taking care of everybody. Like my house was just in shambles. I'm like, we're all going down on the ship together. So I really didn't quarantine anybody. And I, I had some symptoms, but like I never tested positive. So I don't know. I'm just that weird breed that just never tests. So I surmised that I had COVID. Everyone around me had COVID. We were all out on New Year's together. And uh, a few days later, all got sick. So I was already dealing with iron diets and then got COVID on top of that is what I'm thinking. Um, or me thinking I had iron diets with COVID all along. I don't know. Either way, I'm on the mend. I'm almost at 100% with my voice. Um, it, it's a scary thing to not have your voice, especially when you need it to use um, in your daily life. So again, I'm super grateful to have my voice. And you know what? I think part of me spiritually, I'm going to get spiritual with you all for a moment. You know, there are some next level things that I am stepping into in 2024. And I would be bullshitting you if I didn't say those things scared the shit out of me, right? And I'm all for it. Like, I, I feel like we don't do anything that's worth doing in our zone of comfort. Anytime that we're willing to take a step outside of our, our zone of comfort is where we have the richest reward in life. So, you know, I know these things require 
guts and grit and all the things. Um, but yeah, little scarcity there. Little, you know, in my in my own head, up in my feels, can I do this? Bozzy blah. So I think this was like spiritually, uh, spirit's way of saying, okay, Amanda, you don't want to use your voice. Well, we're going to show you what it's like to not have a voice, right? And um, I'm just grateful that they were able to show me that because I, I love my voice and I would like to keep it. Thank you very much. And I plan on using it here throughout the duration of my life. So, you know, hopefully we never get laryngitis again or COVID or whatever the fuck it was. But um, anywho, it's my birthday. I am 38. So my bir actual birthday is January 13th. I am um, born on Lucky 13. I was born on a Monday in Philly. Um, let me see. I wanted to start off by kind of going down memory lane, right? So I'm 38 years old, two years till I'm 40. Cannot wait. I know some people dread their 40s, but I, um, I, I, I look forward to it. But I'll talk about that later. I want to kind of go down memory lane. My favorite birthday celebration growing up. Um, for me... One of my birthdays actually sticks out in my mind. And I'm going to go back to childhood because I have plenty of birthday stories that I could tell you in my, in my 20s, you know, but we're going to go back to my childhood. So I think it was like my 12th birthday, maybe. And my mom was like, if you want to have a birthday, you're going to have to have like a house party because we're not going all out having a location birthday, blah, 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 which I was fine with. I thought, oh my God, this is awesome. House party. Yeah, let's do it. You know, one little thing though, like my mom was going to be there. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And it was just my friends. It wasn't family. So it kind of felt like, you know, oh, this is like sophisticated. So I remember like going out and setting the mood. And um, I was like, mom, can we get, I remember she took me to Spencer's and I got like one of those little disco balls that you sit on the table. And I was like, I just want a bunch of balloons, but I don't want, I don't want them blown up. Like with helium, I want them to be like on the floor. Like I was very aesthetic, very with the, like setting the whole theme aesthetically. And I was like, so excited to have this like bash. And you know, like <laughs> when you have something in your mind, like, I feel like in my mind, I was like very much like trying to live out like a a, a movie um, script type of story where like people are going to walk in and there's going to be like a light mist on the ground and it's going to be dimly lit and the lights are going to be going and people are going to be like mingling in corners. <laughs> like this is where my mind was at 12 years old. So it looked nothing like that at all. Um, but it was a good time. I remember we still had a great time. We were dancing. I had my boom box that I got for my birthday, which was awesome. Everyone had a boom box back in the day where the speakers detached and it just had like the center console where you put your, your CDs up at the top. Mine was like a five changer CD. So that was all or three. I think it was a three changer CD. So that was awesome. And then it had like the two cassette tape things at the bottom. So, um, we danced. I remember we danced to like quad city DJ, like, come on, ride that train and ride it. I think I can. I think I can. Do you guys remember that song? Um, so we danced to that all night. Cause I got that CD for my birthday. I think it was, and it was a great time, but that's like one of my birthday parties that stand out in my head. I think we played some games. I did. I think we played the Ouija board and my mom got involved. And then we kind of like really scared ourselves because we were like asking questions and then we heard like a bang in the other room. 
So it was like really dramatic. Um, but <laughs> so that was like my memory lane best birthday party that I remember growing up. And then I remember when I was younger, um, if anybody's listening from the neighborhood, do you guys remember Charlie the Clown or Charlie the Clown? He was like a, a local clown that pretty much did everybody's birthday party. If you were a kid growing up in Port Richmond and you had a clown at your party, it was most likely Charlie the Clown. And this guy was awesome. He was such a great guy. And I have home videos of that too. Like my first birthday, second birthday, like just, I remember being at other people's birthdays where he was there and just the simplicity of, you know, having just a clown at your party. Cause I know now, like, you know, being a mom and having two kids, just thinking of like birthday ideas for our kids. I feel like we just kind of like go above and beyond sometimes too much of what we were used to growing up, you know, as kids. And that made the party. Like you had Charlie the clown, you were like, a superstar. Like, oh my God, you got a clown at the party. That's great. But nowadays, you know, it's like all about, you got to get a bounce house and you got to get this, you got to spend all this money and it's crazy. Um, let's bring back the simpler times of just having like a neighborhood guy who dressed up as a clown and did, you know, balloon animals or what have you. I don't know, but I enjoyed that. And that's another memory I remember from a kid growing up. And then we can't forget, we cannot forget the birthday parties at McDonald's. If you did not have a birthday party at McDonald's, you were missing out. And I recently just saw a picture which reminded me of this. I was like, oh my gosh, I had a birthday party at McDonald's too. Do you remember? You used to be able to smoke at McDonald's. So it was a picture of these kids like sitting around at tables, like at the birthday party at McDonald's. And there was like these little rinky dinky tin ashtrays for like parents to put out their butts as their kids were, you know, celebrating. They're just chain smoking behind their kids and putting out butts right in the middle of their kids cupcakes and and snacks so that was cool growing up in that but um i remember mcdonald's you know having the birthday parties and i don't remember i think my mcdonald's in our neighborhood we had an outdoor we didn't have the indoor um you know little play area the jungle gym or whatever they called it i forget uh, we had an outdoor one. So like my birthday was in January. So you couldn't really go out and play in that. So they would do like games. And I remember we used to have to, we did this one game where we stacked up like back in the day, they used to give you your, we, we didn't have the carton, you know, where you got your hamburger or cheeseburger. It was like the styrofoam one. So you, we would have competitions on who could stack at the highest and without it falling over kind of like Jenga McDonald's version of Jenga. Um, so that was fun. So that's another memory I remember from growing up. And then, you know, just your standard. So there are four birthdays in my family in January. My grandmother's is the fourth. My uncle's is, is the 11th. I'm the 13th. And my mom is the 17th. So we all used to have like a collective birthday cake. We would just pick a weekend in between or usually maybe do it on my grandmother's birthday and just have like a collective birthday cake for everybody because, you know, it was too much to go week after week and have everyone's birthday every other weekend. Um, so we did all one together and we always got our cake. And I still do to this day. My grandma will call and make sure that I got a cake from Stocks, which is a local bakery in our neighborhood, Stocks Bakery. And no birthday is complete without a Stocks cake. It really is not. I've had one from the time probably that I was born 
until present day. So, you know, no birthday is complete without a stocks cake. And just, you know, being surrounded by family and having a little dinner and then pulling the cake out and singing happy birthday and having a piece of cake and going about your night, you know, like that, the simplest things are what I remember the most too. So, you know, let that be a lesson for all you moms listening who think that you have to throw this extravagant birthday party for your child every single year. I'm at the point with my daughter. She had her 10th. I made her 10th a little, you know, with a little shebang. But then I said to her, I'm like, listen, sister, we're gonna have to tone it down a bit because we ain't doing these extravagant birthday parties year after year. So, um, you know, and then we did something for Jojo for his fifth. We went to Legoland. So that was his big shebang. So yeah, now we're, we're kind of like toning it down. And I think my daughter's at the age too, where she kind of just wants that, like, I just want my friends and I want to throw a party and have music and hang out and do makeup and skincare. They're all about their skincare. Oh my God. I got to tell you guys this too, before we move on. So over the holidays, I was like saying to my daughter, I really want to mommy needs a skincare routine because, you know, I'm going to be 38, not getting any younger. I need to take care of this baby, this bad boy. I want her to look rejuvenated and fresh. So she goes, let me tell you first, let me preface this by saying um, she knows more about skincare than any adult person that I know, unless they are like an esthetician. (laughs) Shit, you not. She knows what she's doing. Girlfriend knows the deal. And she has more skincare than I ever had in my life. Like Christmas was all like skincare stuff. And she's at that age now where she's not really into the toys. You know, it's more like she's getting into the big girl gifts of, you know, the straighteners and the curling irons, the beach wavers and, and all the things. And she got her softball equipment, but skincare is really a big thing for her. So she got some skincare for Christmas. And I was like, you know what? Mommy's thinking about going to Sephora and getting some a skincare routine. Her eyes lit up. Her eyes lit up like two golf balls with just sparkling like diamonds. I made her day. So we go in there. She's like, oh my God, we should go. Let's make it a girl's day, mom. Me and you, we'll go to Sephora. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. I'm like, you're going to help me pick out stuff. She's like, yeah, I'll help you pick it out. So we go in and um, it was like right after holiday. So of course it was a little crowded. Everybody was spending their gift cards and their Christmas money. And so we go over to the skincare and, and my daughter, she's very much like my grandmother. Um, they don't have like a, uh, they, they just have one tone when they speak, which is loud. They don't have a whisper voice. They don't have a, we're inside of a busy store voice. It's just a very loud, abrupt. When I speak, everyone's going to hear me. And, um, I love her for that. But when I'm sitting, when I'm standing there in the store with her and she's basically picking apart my face (laughs) in, in her way of telling me what I need for my face. I was like, okay, just pick it out and let's go. Um, she's like, you know, mom, see these things around here on the side. I don't, I forget what they're called, crow's feet. Yeah, we're I don't know what what we're gonna be able to really be able to do about that. We'll do what we can. I'll see if I can find something that'll help plump that area. Um, but those are probably gonna stay there unless you get what you got. What did you get the last time, mom? I was like, Botox. And she's like, Oh, yeah, 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 the Botox. You'll have to get that again for up there and in between your your eye because you got that little crease going. And 
we can get a plumper, but it's probably your crease is really deep. So it's probably not going to be able to. And she was saying it like with the best intentions. <laughs> at the same time, all the women around me were looking and hysterically laughing, myself included. Um, Cause I mean, if you can't laugh at that, I don't know, you know, I guess you could just cry, but <laughs> I, I chose to laugh. It was funny. So she picked me out a whole skincare routine. So now I am set. I am ready to go. I got my, uh, what's it she get me? My hyaluronic acid, my retinol, my, um, what is it? What else did I get? My eye cream, the whole slew, my, my, my cleanser. And I like it. And it's all the same. She's like, you know, you should get this brand, that brand. I'm like, no, let's, let's do all one brand. So we found a brand. It's ordinary. Um, and no, they don't sponsor this podcast, but if you want to ordinary, if you're listening, get your girl up. Um, cause now I'm using all your shit and I love it. My skin's never looked better. It looks like butter, but yeah, I do love the way that it makes my skin feel. So I've been doing my routine and she'll make sure I'm doing my routine. So that was fun to do over the, um, the holiday, you know, just little things I wanted to implement into 2024, you know, and for my birthday, now that I'm turning 38, I'm like, I need to start taking care of myself physically, you know, especially this face trying to turn back time, like, like share, you know? So yeah, I wanted to share that with you. I thought that was pretty funny too. Yeah. You moms, like I was saying, don't, don't feel you to throw this elaborate party because it's the little things that we take with us that we remember. And I know you can probably remember that too. So when you're thinking of throwing your kids party, just remember what you remember the most growing up as a kid, the simple shit, get Charlie the clown, go to McDonald's and ask them for a bunch of their hamburger boxes <laughs> and have a competition with your with the kids at the party. Um, it will definitely be something they will never forget. You can throw like a retro. Like these are the things that I did when I was younger. And now we're going to implement them into your party. They'll be talking about that for ages. That's a good idea. I think I might do that. Well, I'll have to wait until June. Well, maybe I'll do it with Anna because she's older. Yeah, I'll do it with her because she's 10. She'll be able to, to get what's going on better than JoJo. But yeah, that's a good idea. All right. So I do have some questions that I had asked through email for some of you to send in to me to answer. And I didn't say what they were for, but I want to talk about them today. And I wanted to use them for my birthday episode. So here we go. Behind the scenes, what's a typical day look like for you when you're not recording the podcast? Well. That's an interesting question. Thank you for asking that. It depends on what time, uh, you know, where I'm at in my cycle, uh, what day of the week it is, what month it is, um, how bad my kids are on my nerves, uh, how much sleep I got the night before, you know. Um, usually, I uh, start my morning, I get up. I'm usually, my husband's the first one downstairs in the morning because I like to get a shower and wake myself up, do my skincare routine that I now have, um, and just get myself ready for the day. I like to do a little meditation to start my day. You know, I make my coffee, make my greens. Um, you know, I do all the things in the morning, get the kids ready for school, get their lunches packed, get them off and onto the bus. And then I sit and I kind of like do some work in my office um, take the dogs out, run some errands, you know, it really just depends on what I have going on. 
what sports my kids are playing, what time of the year it is, you know, um, do I have doctor's appointments? Do I not have doctor's appointments? You know, um, did I pull dinner out? Do I have to go and get dinner? Cause I didn't pull dinner out. Now I have no meat that's thawed out to make dinner. Uh, <laughs> so it really depends, but yeah, usually that's, that's my routine. Getting the kids up in the morning, sitting down, doing some work, um, trying to get some exercise into my daily routine. I'll go for a walk. If the weather's nice, take the dogs for a walk, you know, run errands, do all the mom shit. And, uh, yeah, wait for my husband to get home from work and then, uh, take the kids where I need to go. At the end of the night, I like to have some me time. I like to sit down, do the old scrolly scroll on TikTok. And, um, maybe I'll watch a Netflix show. I'm not really a big TV person, like TV show person, but I do like a good Netflix series or Hulu or what have you. So yeah, there we go. All right. Let me see another one. How did you get started in your career? And what's one piece of advice you wish you had known at that, at the beginning? Oh, I love this question. Well, I got started in my career kind of by just trusting in the pivots of life that life has to provide us that we sometimes, you know, we brush them off as uh, failures or fuck ups or what have you, you know? So I started my whole path. And I know I've talked about this before. So like I went right out of high school into a um, advanced, what is it called? Excelled nursing school. So it was like four years worth of college. It condensed into three years. I don't really recommend that to many people. <laughs> I don't know if there's any schools around that are still like that. Um, I, I don't recommend it. I don't, I didn't like it. It was a lot, you know, not having a break and having like five classes at once and them being all very hard. It just wasn't for me. And nursing wasn't for me. So, you know, like I went down this path of doing all these things and trying to please other people. And it's funny because like once I finally found my passion and my purpose, which was like, I want to make an impact. I want to be able to help people. Um, my hair on my face. You ever have a hair in your face and it's just like flying in your face and you can't figure out where it's coming from? You know where it's probably coming from? I have this mole on the side of my face, right by my nose, not on my nose, like a witch. <laughs> it's like right next to my nose. And not saying, ladies, if you have a mole on your nose, I love that for you. It's beautiful. You are beautiful. You are worthy. Love yourself and your mole. Um, but when I think of mole, I just think of like worst case scenario, big hairy mole, like a witch. Um, but no, this is like kind of like very Madonna-esque. It's on the little apple of my cheeky. But sometimes, and maybe this is age, maybe this is the sign of the time. No, because I've I've had it for it's it's happened many a times. Um, but it has happened often. So maybe it is coming with age that it's happening more often. But anywho, I have this cute little mole on the side of my cheek that sometimes out of nowhere, overnight, I will have like a hair on my head length, like I'm talking like inches that grows out of that bad boy. And it'll be flying around and and my hair is not long, you know, but when I had long hair, I used to think it was like a hair on my, on my head. So I'd be like brushing my head, like, where is this hair coming from? And I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And here it's coming out of my fucking face out of this mole. So then I would have to pluck it and it would be as long as the hair on my head. 
And I would just look at it and be like, how how does that happen? I have no idea. But it would happen overnight. But I was just checking to make sure it was com- wasn't coming from that, but it's not. Um, but and, all right, let me get back to what I was talking about. Career path. Yes. Um, how did I get started? So I got started by, you know, uh, people pleasing my way, finding finding my way, you know, fi- finally finding what was for me, how I wanted to live out my passion and my purpose. Making an impact was for me. Yes. Coaching. Yes. I had my Reiki clients. They were like, Mandy, you know what? You give great advice. You should probably be a coach. I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. Let's try that. So I went and, you know, got certified for coaching and all the things and um, realized that really wasn't for me, that avenue. Now, this is no offense to anybody who is in the coaching world. But if you were on the coaching world in Instagram, it's very yucky. And I just don't. And, and I and I implore you to put yourself out there and separate yourself from the yuck in the coaching industry on Instagram or social media in general. Because it can get very yucky very quickly and get you into unhealthy habits. That's a story for another day. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But anywho, it just wasn't for me. It, I was kind of like when it came to coaching, I knew I was meant to help make an impact in people's lives. But coaching and having like a program and pumping out a program, just I was putting the cart before the horse, quite frankly. So, you know, I it was just like trusting how things kind of like, unfold it for me. You know, I was put intentionally putting myself in spaces and just getting inspired by what other people were doing. And somebody was like, you know, you should look into podcasting because I really like speaking. And I was like, you know what? I love that. So then I did podcasting and I'm like, you know what? This is my fucking jam. Um, and then speaking is my jam too. And, you know, just trusting all the pivots that you kind of, you know, knock off as failures or knock off as, well, that didn't go the way that I wanted. Why am I such a fuck up? You know, we're saying fuck a lot in 2024 season three. I'm just going to put that out there because um, I know I've said this like numerous times. If there's like a fuck a meter, if anyone's keeping track, let me know how many times I said it this this episode. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, just trusting those moments where you feel like, you know, things didn't work out. Everything is always happening for you. It's just take some work to dig a little deeper and look for that. Right. Um, or you could choose to stay on the surface and be superficial and be like, everything's happening to me. Why is this happening to me? Um, and I've been there. I've done that. I've played that game. Zero out of 10. Don't recommend that either. But you know, it takes work and nothing worth doing is easy and nothing happens in your zone of comfort. So for me, you know, how I got started was by taking recommendations from those around me who saw the greatness within me that maybe at that point in time in that season, I didn't see within myself, you know, and igniting the parts in me that needed to be ignited in order to do the things that I wanted to do. So there you go. All right, we'll do one more and then we'll move on. Do you have any? Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Do you have any guilty pleasures, whether it's a TV show Food or hobby? Oh, gosh. Hmm. Let me see. This is a loaded question. TV show. Okay. My guilty pleasure TV show is Housewives in New Jersey. Used to be Mob Wives. I'm very much into that aesthetic, if you haven't been able to tell by now, ladies. Um, But I love, I just love that. Um, Love Housewives in New Jersey. Margaret Josephs is my fave. 
Margaret, if you're listening, please come on my podcast. I would love to have you. Uh, TV show. What other TV shows? I used to be a bit, I used to really watch the challenge, but now like all the people that I liked aren't really on the show that much anymore because we're all old and we can't, not that we're old, old where we can't do physical activity, but you know, there, there's newer people on there. That I really don't have an emotional connection with that. I don't know personally, <laughs> you know, cause I followed all those people up from, you know, when they were on the real world, I watched all their, you know, seasons so yeah, like I don't really know the people that are on there now, but if there if a good one comes back, like I love Anissa, I love Bananas, um, Derek, uh, who else? Can't think of them off the top of my head. I'm the worst with names, honestly. Uh, but all the old school people, like sometimes if they come back, I'll give it a watch. But I haven't really been watching it too too much lately. I caught it the other day and I was watching it for a little bit, but I just get, I can't get caught up in it. So let me see. TV show. Okay, food. Food. Where do I begin? Ice cream. Do you know I am 30? Well, now I'm 38, but I was 37 when I discovered just how amazing, how great, how delicious pistachio ice cream was. There's a little, um, if you guys are in Philly, there's a little ice cream shop down in Port Richmond called Somerset Splits. Shout out Somerset Splits. Hey. And they always have like specials that they do. And they had this one special. I forget what it was called. First of all, if you were in that shop, love you guys to death, but you will catch a contact high the minute you walk in there. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. But it smells like we when you walk up in there. Uh, no, no hate, you know. Uh, your girl likes to pop off every, every once in a while. But um, yeah, I, it, it, they have these specials. And so the one time my husband got this special, it was, I forget what it was called, but it had pistachio ice cream, chocolate chips, um, marshmallow, and then they torched it. And um, what else did they do? I don't know what else was in there, but they had me a pistachio ice cream. He let me have a bite and I was like, what flavor is this? And he's like, it's pistachio. Like looking at me like I know pistachio. I'm like, you've lived with me for how long? When when have we ever had a pistachio ice cream in our household? Never. I will say I'm a basic bitch when it comes to ice cream. Like I will get like sweet cream or chocolate or vanilla or strawberry. I'm not like a, I'm not a big, I do love um, Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey, which is banana ice cream with chocolate chips and walnuts. That's my favorite. Um, and it's my friend Kirsten's favorite too. Um, but as far as, you know, flavors, I don't really go out of the box much. I'm a very basic bitch. So he gave me this pistachio ice cream and it changed my world. So now like I can't get enough of pistachio ice cream. When I see a shop that has pistachio ice cream, I go for another one. Pistachio ice cream from Franklin Fountain downtown in Philly, get yourself to, if you are in Philly and you want some old school, first, I love it in there because everything is like from like the 19 old, old twenties, maybe. I don't know. I'm not good with errors, but that's what it, it kind of looks like when you walk in, if I could, if I could visually give you an error from a TV show boardwalk empire, it gives that vibe. So you walk in, you can have your boardwalk empire, you know, um, surrounding and you have your ice cream. They have wonderful pistachio ice cream and their sundaes. Oh, so good. 
They make floats like old fashioned. So good. So if, if you're in Philly and you want some of that, um, I've been plugging a lot of businesses this episode, but it's all about things that I like. Um, so yeah, ice cream. Um, I love Asian food. Pho is my life. If I could eat pho <laughs> every single day, I have been eating it a lot because like the broth is just so good for you and I've been sick. So it's it's helped me, you know, heal my throat and whatever illness that I had. Yeah. Asian food, ice cream are my big two go-tos. Like when I really want to do it up. Guilty pleasure hobby. Let me know if you have a guilty pleasure hobby. Comment on this episode's this um, post on over on Instagram. Guilty pleasure hobby, like sex. I don't know. I don't want to say sex. You should be guilty for having sex. But I mean, if it makes you feel bad, then you know you're doing it right, right? <laughs> I don't know. So I guess my guilty pleasure hobby would be having sex, especially like when my husband comes home on a break and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> I'm having him on soon. He's going to be the next episode, guys. Wait till you hear this. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have so much fun. I can't wait. But yeah, unexpected sex. Let me tell you my best sex story. Should I save it for next episode? No, I'm going to tell it now. It's my birthday. So we went to Mexico for my um, best friend, Tara and Steve's wedding. They got married in Mexico in Tulum. And we stayed at this resort and the resort was humongous. So when we first got there, it, you had to take like our, um, they got like, you know, like the wedding, usually when you like book a, a sleeve of, I can't think of, <laughs> a sleeve of cookies. No, a sleeve of rooms, you know, when you would, um, when you're planning a wedding, they let you book like a whole, um, container. I don't know why I'm stuck in food, but, um, you know, you, you get a whole bunch of rooms that you can save for your guests to book. So we got, we got a room and our room was like on the outskirt, this ginormous. When I tell you we had to take golf carts to and from like when we went and got ourselves ready for the wedding and then came back humongous. So, um, our room was like on the outskirts of the resort. So I said to my husband, we were like so far away from where everything happened, like the pool, the bars, the restaurants, so far away. I'm like, we are going to have too much to drink and we're going to get lost and we're going to get eaten by an oversized iguana and no one's ever going to see us again. We have to move our room. So we moved our room and we were like, you know, we're not, plus our room had like a little funny smell. Other than that, beautiful, beautiful resort would definitely go back there. Um, but it had like a little funny smell. And then I was like, oh my God, we're going to get Legionnaire's disease. Like, so I'm like, we got to get out of this room. So, um, plus we had people that we knew that were like right next to us. And I was like, I want to be loud when I have sex. I don't want people hearing us. Let's just move. So anyway, so we move and, um, we get a oceanfront room. So I was like, oh my God, this is great. We had a balcony. We were on like the third floor or something like that. So we were like right on the ocean at night. So the one night we go up and I'm wearing this like blowy, sexy dress. And we look up in the sky. It was like windy as shit. So my dress was blowing up and we were, me and him were on the balcony. So we just started having sex out on the balcony. Now there were people below like doing their thing, partying, drinking. I, people probably could have saw us. So if you were there and you saw two people, it might've been me. Hi. 
Um, but it was like such a memorable sexual sexcapade because we were looking up at the sky and there was like a meteor shower. And I was like, oh my gosh, look how clear the sky is. There was just all these shooting stars. It was like a magical, sexual, sultrous moment. And I enjoy it. And that's like my one, that's probably my most memorable sexual moment too of having sex with my husband. So there you go. Guilty pleasure. That was my number one moment for you all. Um, so, all right. Yeah, that's enough of those questions. <laughs> God knows where we'll go if I ask myself another question. So I want to wrap this up <laughs> reflecting on my growth a year in the life as a millennial in these streets. I It took me a really long time to even grasp or accept the fact of being a quote unquote millennial. Um, cause I just, I don't know. I've always been like old school. Like my mom had me young. My mom was 20 when she had me. So, and she wasn't with my dad. So we were, we lived with my grandparents and I was raised with my aunt and uncle. My uncle was like 17 when I was born. So he was like my older brother. Um, and still is to this day. I don't even call him uncle Stanley. I just call him Stan. He would probably look at me weird if I was like uncle Stanley. Uh, but <laughs> you know, that was like my core family. So, you know, I was essentially, you know, in a lot of ways I was raised by my grandparents because my mom was very young. Um, so I, I had a different, uh, what's the word? I was influenced a lot differently than other women my age who grew up in a traditional home or just even in a home with their moms who were older. So yeah, like it, it it's just, I, I like to say I'm an elder millennial with some Gen X tendencies, but all the good ones. So don't hate on a gal. But yes, I'm a millennial either way. Uh, a personal reflection this year, you know, what I've learned the most, I would say, is there, and I speak about this a lot too, um, just knowing that there's room for you at the table. I remember being in spaces and places um, on Clubhouse specifically, which is an audio app that I frequent, uh, where I felt like I couldn't speak up in certain places. You know, I was afraid of being judged or looked at a certain way. And essentially, I was like kind of just dumbing myself down in order to fit in. I wouldn't say dumbing myself down, but I guess in a way I was because I wasn't really sharing my wisdom. I wasn't sharing myself authentically and I wasn't being true to myself because I was afraid of what other people were going to think. And I had to have a moment with myself where I was like, Amanda, you're going against everything that you sit there and you talk about on Instagram to all these wonderful women that are in your community looking at you for a source of inspiration. And you're bullshitting. You're bullshitting them and you're bullshitting yourself. And I was like, you know what, Amanda, you're right. I am. It's time to show up and show out and not give a fuck and realize, oh, I'll go meet her. Oh, said it again. Uh, and realize, you know, you're not for everybody. You're really not for everybody. And you don't want to be for everybody because when you're for everybody, you water yourself down to a version of yourself that you cannot even recognize. And then you won't show up in your joy. You won't show up, you know, easily. It'll be a struggle to show up. Because you're thinking and overthinking every little move, every little word that comes out of your mouth, 
anything that you say, an opinion that you have, everything will be overthought, overthunk, you know, in fear of what other people are going to think. And quite honestly, those people have their own shit that they're dealing with. They have their own insecurities. So why are you worried about how you're going to look in their eyes? They're probably just as worried about how they're looking in your eyes. You know, and I think a lot of times we put these people on pedestals because of their successes or their money or whatever it is that they've done and accomplished. And, you know, and, and we think that we don't measure up when in reality, we're just not on the same level on our journey as that person. We're all in different spaces and places along, you know, our path on our journey towards whatever it is that we're wanting to do. That's okay. They were in your spot at one point. They won't be in their spot at one point. They'll be ahead of the game. So, you know, don't dumb yourself down. Don't dim your light. Don't dim your sparkle, whatever it is, however you want to put it, to fit into spaces and places. Maybe there's spaces and places you don't even fucking belong. And like I say, if someone is making, if there's not room for you at the table, if you bring all of you to the table, there will always be room for you at that table. And if there's not room for you at that table, then you make your own damn table, like I always say, and you dance on that bitch, right? So I think that was the biggest lesson that I had to learn going into 2024 was, or, you know, throughout 2023, my my life of 37 years of age was really to just show up and show out fully as me. And it's been a working progress and I've never really hit it. Like I always talked about my hat phase. And you can scroll down on my Instagram and see that part of me, very timid. And, you know, it, it, it's a little in Capricorn fashion because that's just who we are as people, too. We're not that, like, when I come into the room, you know I'm in the room type of people, you know, by trait. Capricorns are not normally like that. Um, But I've always aspired to be like that. So just because you're not you know, oh, I'm a Capricorn. So this is what I have to do. Just because you're a Capricorn or a Pisces or whatever the fuck you are, fuck me, um, doesn't mean that you have to abide by those things, right? You can change. You can be whoever, whoever you want to be. So for me, it was a lot of growth of just stepping out of my comfort zone, stepping out of my shell, not having that wall up of, you know, we're quiet, we're timid till you get to know us. Then you realize we're the life of the party. I've been really doing the mostest this past year of taking down those bricks, brick by brick and looking at them um, so that I don't have that wall up. And I am just the life of the party the minute you meet me and you don't have to get to know me to realize my greatness. You see it from the moment I walk into the fucking room. That being said, that was probably my biggest growth spurt of being 37 and also, you know, um, not really taking shit from people, you know, and, and that's something that I've, I've, <laughs> I've dealt with almost every season of my life, you know, and I continue to, and you're, I feel like everyone, no matter what we're doing, if we're stepping in and doing something new, people are going to look at you a certain way and they're going to judge you and they're going to, you know, it, it just comes from a place of their own insecurities of, them not being able to see greatness within other people because they don't see it within themselves. They're holding themselves back from doing the thing that they really want to do. They don't have the balls to do the thing that they really want to do. So they project that shit onto you and they try to make you look smaller or you feel smaller. So don't let them do that shit to you. Realize that's a them thing. They can keep that energy over there. Okay? Okay. 
So that's another lesson that, you know, I just feel like evolves and grows with me as I'm stepping in and doing different things in all chapters of my life. That is it. Well, thank you all for listening so, so much. Thank you for joining my party today. Happy 38th birthday. I am so happy to be 38. One year closer to 40. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to be 40. And if you are 40 listening to this and you feel a certain type of way or you're like 39, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be 40. Step in that bitch with pride. Know that you have made it 40 years on this earth, which is quite frankly, nowadays, (laughs) it's an accomplishment, okay? Um, But if you're feeling like, you know, dreadful when it comes to turning like a milestone birthday, I think what I would have for you to take away from that is, you know, have you been living a life that you love? Have you been doing things that bring you joy? Are you living out your passion and your purpose? Do you love yourself? Do you find yourself worthy? You know, um, a lot of times we go into this quote unquote midlife crisis, right? Because we we feel like we've lost time and now we're finally getting to the point where we realize we ain't here forever, right? And statistically, we might only live to like 80-ish. So we're like halfway there living on a prayer. So I got to get to doing the things that I want to do in life and live out the things that I want to live out in life. First of all, you don't have to wait until you're 40 to do that. If you're listening to this and you're in your 20s, you're in your early 30s, if you're in your late 40s, you can do it too. It's never too late. It's never too early to live a life that feels 100% authentic to you and live it in confidence. So let's just let that be a little something. But if you're feeling like, you know, a dread when it comes to that, it's probably because you haven't really been living a life that's true to you. So look at the things in your life and ask yourself, is this bringing me joy? Is this me and my purpose? Am I being authentic to myself and to other people? Something to sit with, something to think about. I don't know where I'll be when I'm 40. I know I know something. I'm going to be on a yacht because I told my husband, we taking it up a notch. When I turn 40, we're going to go on a cruise on a private boat somewhere. <laughs> Manifesting that. It's fruition. All right. I'll let you ladies go. Till next time, stay inspired. And that's a wrap on today's episode, girlfriends. But wait, before you go, I got a few things for you to do real quick. Number one, drop us a review. Your feedback is gold and helps us grow and bring this show to more amazing listeners just like you. Number two, subscribe. If you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to our podcast. This way you'll never miss out on another amazing episode. And number three, join our VIP email list. I mean, are you ready for some exclusive content, sneak peeks, and special goodies? Well, then sign up. Trust us. It's where the real party happens. Your support keeps this show roaring. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, together we create that next level self. Okay, I'll let you go now. Bye-bye.